the last stop in Subas, as we learned for Purshlam for Elizabeth and Ra'uma. Yesterday we left off eight lines from the bottom of Kuf Yud Aleph on the days. Eight lines from the bottom of Chia, Barada, Mikri Daradike, Rishlak. So obviously, the last few Dafim were talking about the beauty of Eretz Israel. <laughs> That's how we end off the uh, Masechet. And um, so Rabchia Barava was a uh, Bible teacher, a, a children's uh, teacher of Chumash, uh, of the children of Rishlakish. Mikri Daradike, he was the, uh, the, the school teacher, the Rebbe. Of Rishlakish's children, having Ifgur Tosyama. He went away for a couple of days. He didn't show up for three days, you know, what we call the Pagra, you know, when they're on vacation, when they're resting. Below also, he didn't come. He also, when he showed up, Amalei Amaye, because Rishlakish said to him, Why have you uh, been missing? Amalei, my father left me over one vine. But Sartamana Yom reached on the first day, I harvested from that vine, Gimomeo Sashkola, 300 clusters of grapes, Eshkolagrav. Each Eshkol, each one of the 300, Produced a keg, a, a cask of wine. Yom Sheni, the next day, but Sarti Gilmiyas, I also harvested 300 uh, uh, clusters of grapes the next second day. Now, to produce one cask of wine, I needed two clusters. It wasn't as productive. Yom Shlishi, the third day, but I also harvested 300 clusters of grapes the third day. Now, it took three. Uh, clusters to make one cask. In other words, it produced less each day. And I gave more than half. I gave away to the poor people. I made it hefter. I abandoned it. You not In other words, you stopped teaching Torah to the children for three days. That's why it was getting worse. And had you not missed, it would have even made more. It wouldn't have gone down. It would have made more. visited B'nai Brak. He saw some goats, the Ka'achlan, they were eating underneath a fig tree, and uh, honey was flowing from the, uh, from, the, uh, fig, from the figs. In other words, we know honey, uh, there's bee honey, and there's date honey, and there's honey that comes from figs as well. And, and honey was running from the figs. And the goats who were eating it, uh, they had milk was running from them, goat milk. They were producing goat milk, and goat milk was running from uh, running out of the uh, of the goat's mouth. And the uh, the honey from the fig trees and the milk from the goats was mixing mixing with one another. Amar. So when Rabbi Chaskel saw that, he said, "Hainu zavas This is what we mean when we say the land flowing with milk and honey. Amar destroy. From Lud, from the town of Lud to the town of Ono, is about three miles. I think it is that way today, too, you know, Ono and, and Lud, or maybe it's a little bit more. One day I got up early in the morning, and I treaded in by, by foot until my ankles. In other words, I, I waded through uh, all the honey. Uh, it, it was up to my ankles as I walked from one place to another, just from the fig, uh, from the fig honey. Maybe you can learn from there. If dates produce more honey, it's even more. I saw the flow of milk and honey of the town of Sibari. Uh, it was 16 miles by 16 miles. That's how much honey was flowing. That was what. That's how much the land of Israel produced. I saw uh, the flow of milk and honey. And if I were to put it in one spot, if I were to condense it all into one area, the uh, Habe can be it would be, 
it would it would take up if I if I uh, added up all the different areas of flowing the milk and honey in Eretz Yisrael and put it in one area, it would be as big as the area between Bay Mirsi Ad Akra de Tulbami until the fort of Tulbanki. How much is that? Chav Beis Parsi, twenty-two parasangs. That's like a few miles, or its length. The Pusyashisim Parsi with a width of six. It was twenty-two by six parasangs. It would be a large amount of area. Is if you took all the areas that flowed with milk and honey and put them together, it would consume that one rectangle. They visited a town. They somebody brought in front of them a peach. Uh, it was as big as the pot of that place. They had a pot in uh, that they used in Farhino, which was a very large pot. The Ilfus Farhino, comma, how much does it hold? Uh, how much is that? Hey, saw and five saw a large amount, a very large measure. And so they visited this place and they saw a peach that was that big. They ate a third of Kirshlish, they abandoned a third, they made a half cure to the poor people. And also, if they abandoned they gave a third of the peach to their animal, their animals. Lashana, a year later, Ikhlar of Lazar Hassan, Rav Lazar visited there. Okay, so first it was Rav Vir of Yosmuchnina. And Rav Chelbo, a year later, Rav Lezer visited the same place. They bought him a peach, and it was fit, fit into his hand, a much smaller peach. The year before, the peaches were gigantic, you know, humongous. Now it was fit into his hand. Amar, he says, Eretz the land that was fruitful turned into a salt waste because of the evil of the people who lived there. People lived there that caused the produce of the land to be, uh, like we said, to be less productive, to be much smaller. <laughs> he went to that town called Gavla. He saw these clusters of grapes. They were so big, it looked like a, a calf standing there. That's how big they were. They weren't just usually vines hang, hang low. These were so high, they looked like a calf. What's going on over here? Are there calves here among the vines? Why would you have calves among the vines? They'll consume them. Omerle said, no, they are clusters of vines, vine clusters of grapes. They're just so big that it looks like there's, uh, there's, uh, that there are calves standing there. Omar, what did he say, Rabbi Shubalevi? He said, you're producing so much for the Goyim who live here. Omar, Eretz, Eretz, land, O land, put your Paris inside. In other words, don't, don't, uh, don't make them spring forth. For who are you? Uh, are you producing so much, uh, so much fruit? to the Arabs. These Arabs who rise up against us because of our sins, uh, the Arabs are going to have all this. So what are you producing so much? Lashana a year later. That's what Rabbi Shuvan Levi had said, right? He said uh, you know, you're producing so much. It's going to be for the Goyim. A year later, Lashana went up there. He saw also that the vines, the clusters of vines were very big, let's say as big as goats, maybe not as big as calves, big as goats. Omar, are these also, we have goats here among the vines, that's what it looks like. Omarle, no, zil, lo tavid lon ki get out of here, don't do what, don't do to us what your friend did, meaning your friend cursed the good fruits that we have because we were mostly Goyim living there. He says, no, don't curse that, to, don't do that, to, don't do that to us. As well, we don't want that curse, so please leave. Tanarabanam, the Birchasashal Eretz Israel, in the good years, when the when the when the years were blessed, uh, when the years in Eretz Israel were blessed with great produce, they saw 
an area of a base saw that's like, you know, 50 by 50, 2,500 square amos. Osa chameshes rebu corn. An area of a base saw can produce chamesh rebu five times 10,000, 50,000 core. 50,000 core of produce could come out of one area like that, a 2,500 uh, square amma area, which was unbelievable, right? Yes, Minus blessing. Impossible. Well, it was very, very big. Yeah, you can't, you can't have like a peach. Can, can you have a peach as big as a, uh, as a five saw pot? Yeah, okay. They're very big, very big. Produced an awful lot. How do we know? Bishibasos showed Soan in the prosperity years of Soan. Soan was in Mitzrayim. Soan was a city in Mitzrayim and, or, or a state in Mitzrayim. Yeshiva Sashot Soan, they saw Osa Shivan Korim. Now, how do we know this whole Cheshbon? Because in Soan Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim was one of the most fertile areas. And there, they saw only produced 70 core. We're comparing 70 to 50,000. Tremendous difference here. So he said, Osa Shivan Korim. The time, how do we know? Rameyar, and he received the biggest Beishan. I saw in the belly Beishan. Today, Beishan is part of Eretz Israel. During history, it happened, it belonged to different areas. It, or maybe the valley is not the same as the city. But in any case, the biggest Beishan, Rashi says, is part of Shara, so it's not part of Eretz Israel. But Rameyer said that I saw the biggest Beishan, which was a standard area, let's say, outside of Israel. Beishan also Shivan Kor, made 70 Kor. That's what it did. And and the greatest, most fertile land in all the lands is Eretz Yisraim Shinemar, Kigan Hashem Keretz Yisraim. The Pasuk says, like the Garden of God, Eretz Yisraim. So therefore, like Eretz Yisraim, and so on was the most uh, fertile area of all of Egypt. Because the uh, the kings used to live there. They were raised there. The Sifki Hayu, but so on, Sora says that it's, it's officers, the officers of Egypt, where the Jews had to, uh, so to speak, pay tribute. They had to go to the officers of Egypt, which li who lived in so on. Okay, so if, <clears throat> if Rameyer said that in Bikit Beishan, which was, let's say, a regular area outside of Israel, produced 70 uh, kur, uh, a Beishan produced 70 kur, so Mitzrayim could have been no less, right? Because Mitzrayim was the most fertile area, and so on was the most fertile area of Mitzrayim. So we can assume that in Soan's prosperity, it also produced at least 70 core, no worse than Beishan. There's no more rocky area in all of Israel, more than Hebron. That's where they bury the dead in Hebron. So that's what's used for a, uh, for a cemetery, not for uh, growing crops. So Hebron was the most rocky, most unfertile area of Eretz Yisrael. Even so, Hebron Mavuna Alachas Mishiva, and so on. Hebron was seven times more fertile, more fertile than so on. And Mavuna means it's built on. What do we mean by built on? It means it's more productive. But Pasik says, the Hebron Sheva Shanim didn't so Pasik says, Hebron was built seven years before so on in Mitzrayim. What do we mean by that? What do you mean built? The city of Hebron was built before so on in Mitzrayim. Eli made Nibna Samamash was built. Would a father build a house for his younger son before he builds a house for his old son? Shemrit says, Who were the sons of Ham? This Ham, of course, was one of the sons. Shem Ham was one of the sons of Noah, as we're going to read this week. So Mitzrayim, which was one of like a grandson of Noah. Uh, he, that it, it, he built him his area, it's called Mitzrayim because that was his name, uh, before Canaan, which was 
where Hebron was, Eretz Canaan. So you can't say that uh, Hebron was built before uh, Mitzrayim. That doesn't make sense. Elishem Mavuna Alachas Mishiva Bitzoen, meaning that it was more fertile. Mavuna does not mean means like more. Rashi says it's lush and free. It's fruitful. It's more fruitful. Like he says, I will be more fruitful based on her, meaning that she will have children. Quotes that pasuk. That's what Sarah said. Meaning it's more fruitful. It's like it's like one seventh of the area in Hebron can produce what the same area, what 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 seven times that area would produce in so on. That means that Hebron was seven times more fertile. And and what does that mean? So seven times more fertile means what? If we said that Mitzrayim must produce at least 70 core, no worse than Beit Shan, right? Produce 70 core. So if it's if Hebron was seven times more fertile than that, how much would that be? Seven times 70 is how much? 400, 490. 70 core times seven would be 490, right? And that's a rocky area of Eretz Israel, Hebron. The honeymill of the trust, that's a rocky area. If it's not rocky, uh, would be even more. Chameshmiel, we add a little bit more, not 490 core. So if it's not rocky, it'll produce, let's say, 500. We're talking, we're talking here conservatively, right? It would be at least 500. The Hanimili Shlobach, that's not, that's an area that, in an era or a year that wasn't blessed, because we're talking about when it was a blessed year. What does it say? What a blessed year? By Yisrael Yitzchak Beretzahi, Yitzchak planted that year. What does it say there? Mea Sharim, a hundred times as much. A hundred times 500 is how much? 50,000, 50,000, which is what we started with. They saw Osa Chamesh Bukor make 50,000 poor, which is five times 10,000. That's how he comes up with the Chesh. Tanya Amr Yosi. Saw Yehuda Haisa, a saw in Yehuda, a saw of fruit would produce Haisa Osa Chamesh. And you really, from there, miraculously, it could produce, even though a saw is a measure, so it's not a weight, it's a measure. But from that measure, it produced five other saw. What is that? Saw kind of first it produced the saw, a saw of regular flowers. Saw saws of uh, then it also produced a saw of fine flowers. Saw subin also produced a, a, a saw of bran. Saw morsen of, of coarse bran. The saw kiburian also from inferior uh, flour. It produced all that. Yeah, It's good when you when you um it's it's proper uh, and nice. Uh, to praise your land, because your land, your land, Eretz Israel, really is praised. How do we know? My saw, my father left me a base saw that area, five thousand square amos. From there, I had I produced oil. From produced, uh, we said like foaming wine, good wine. Ibor. From there, we produced grain. We also had pulse legumes. And my cattle also grazed from there. So all that they saw produced all these things, oil and wine and grain. I had enough to, to produce. Uh, I was able to grow many things and enough to produce not only for the family, for the people, but also for the animals. Uh, an Amorite who had lived in Eretz Yisrael, remember, we, that was one of the seven nations that we conquered. conquered. So an old man who said, to a young person, a young Ole, let's call him a young Ole, Rashi says that, um, um, when he came into Eretz Yisrael, also the Yardena that there's a tree there that grow that's on the bank of the Jordan River. You see that tree, Kamagadriso. matter how much were you able to harvest from there? I was able to get sixty core. 
You didn't improve it. You've made it worse. You made it worse. Why? When we had the land right on the board, including the bank of the Jordan, I produced twice as much, 120 core. So we were able to harvest from the tree 120 core of fruits. So the Jew answered him, I meant to say one side of the tree. There were two sides. There were obviously it was uh, they were split or something. It was split in a way that you could tell there were two sides. So I, I thought you were asking about this side. One side produced 60, the other side produced 60 also. So I was able to get the same 120. Amar Kistam, Midas of the Pusik says, and I will give you Eretz Chemda, a land uh, of desire, right? A pleasant land, Nachla Svi, an inheritance of the deer. Why is Eretz Israel? Compared to a uh, a deer, lo melacha to teach you matzvize ein oro machzik psaro. Just like a deer, um, it's once once you skin it, once you take off the hide, the hide shrinks. It shrinks. It's uh, it it contracts. And if you would try to put that same hide back on the animal, it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, reach. It wouldn't go all the way around. So just like a deer. Uh, the, once you have the hide, it, would not, it could not contain all the meat. It couldn't, couldn't contain the flesh underneath it. It produces so much fruit. Eretzrael, when it's blessed, can produce so much fruit that it can't even hold it. There's no way place to put it. Another explanation could be Matzvi, why is Eretzrael compared to its feet? Matzvi is just like the deer is the light, is the swiftest of all animals. It runs very quick. Eretz Yisrael is also quick to ripen its fruit. The fruit uh, ripen very quickly. You might say, well, uh, a uh, deer, yes, it's very swift and runs fast, but it doesn't have very uh, very fat meat. Its meat is not very fat. You know, you want a good juice, juicy piece of meat. Eretz Yisrael Maybe also Eretz is like that. It ripens quickly, just like a deer runs quickly. Eretz ripens the fruit quickly, but its uh, its peros are not uh, that don't are not very fat. It's flowing with milk and honey. It's fatter than than uh, than milk. I guess they're talking about three or four percent milk, not the skim milk, right? It's fatter than the milk. and sweeter than the honey. There's Eretz Yisrael has all these advantages. Not only does it produce a lot, but it produces it quickly. And the uh, and the um, uh, the cholav, the the meat is is fatter than uh, than regular milk. Milk, let's say, has got more fat content, and it's sweeter than honey. The blood Eretz Yisrael is not like the deer. It, yeah, right. It's like a deer. No, it's different than the deer. It's like a deer, but it's also better than a deer. Like a deer in that it's swift and that it produces a, a lot, right? Uh, and, and that, it, you know, that the, the, the deer's skin cannot, uh, that the hide cannot contain the, uh, the, the meat. The same way Eretz produce cannot be contained. It produces so much and it's very swift, but it doesn't have the disadvantage of the deer in the sense that it's fat. It produces good fat. Rebelezer, when he went up there to Israel, Omar, he said, Paltili Michada. When he when he came into Israel, he said, I've been saved now, I've been rescued from one curse. Kisamhu, when he got smicha there, Omar Paltili Mitati, now I've been saved or rescued. I've escaped two curses. 
when he was appointed to the uh, intercalation council, the council of sages who decided when, you know, when to add an extra month and when to add an extra year, etc., or when to, you know, when to add an extra uh, month to make it a leap year. Now escape three curses. Shinemar. What are the curses? Shinemar. My hand, God said, I will put my hand against the false prophets who, who uh, see false things. And it says, They will not be in the in the uh, secrets of my nation. What do we mean? That's the sodiba, the secrets of how to intercalate the year was given over to the sages. And um, uh, that was one of the curses. The people who were bad were not entitled to be in that council. So number one, you see, when uh, Rabbi Lazar went up there and he was able to be, he was appointed to the council of sages. So for the Sodiber, so he says, okay, I wasn't in that curse. At least I've, I've been rescued from that curse. Uh, and it says, the Pasuk goes on over there that my hand will be against them. They will not be in my council, in the council of my nation, and they won't be in the writings of Beis Yisrael, that refers to smicha. They won't have smicha, but since Rabbi Lezer got smicha, he says, okay, now I've been rescued from two curses. They will not come into the land of Israel. Kamashmel, they will not come into the land. Well, Rabbi Lezer got all three. It was in reverse order, right? But he came into Israel, so he was saved from that curse. He got smicha, he was saved from the second curse. And he was appointed to the council of intercalation, so he, uh, he was saved from three curses because all three curses didn't apply to him. Rav Zeyr went up to Eretz We learned yesterday Rav Zeyr's Rebbe, Rav Yudah, discouraged him from coming to Eretz but Lamaisi he came. So Rav Zeyr when he came to Eretz Lo Ashkech Meber, he couldn't find a ferry, I guess, to cross in the Jordan. The Jordan, you know, in those days was a big river, not like today where you could just hop over it and there are certain places it's dried up. Maybe it's, you know, it depends where it is. So when he came into Eretz he couldn't find a ferry to take him across the river. So Lo Ashkech Meber Lamaber, Nokat the Metzra, so he held on to a rope bridge. What do you mean by a rope bridge? When they didn't have a proper bridge, they would just throw a plank across from one side, from one bank across to the other one. And then they would tie a rope high up on, let's say on, on trees or on uh, large poles uh, from one end to the other. And then you walked on the plank. If you just had the plank, you'd fall over. You wouldn't be able to balance yourself. So you held on to the rope that went that helped you balance, and then you were able to navigate and walk across the plank. So he walked across that plank, and you know he didn't want to wait for a ferry or for some proper way. Like he, so to speak, he says, "I'll take my chances. I'll go across the the, the rope bridge to get there quickly." Recover any pass pass and territory the way. Stuki. So one of the uh, apostates uh, said to him, "Amafasiza, you rushed or a hasty nation. You're a mixed up nation." Uh, the that your mouth came before your ears, what because you said Nasa Vinishma, right? First you'll you said, Yeah, we'll do it, you know, without understanding it, before you heard the rules, Nasa Vinishma, then we'll understand it later on. You people who were hasty and said Nasa Vinishma, Akati Bafizu Saifu Kaima. So you're still hasty. You know, what did you have to run across here for? You know, you like you 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 took a chance just to get to Eretz Yisrael. You couldn't wait for the ferry. It's coming in a couple hours. A place that Moshe and Aaron were not zochel to come into Eretz Yisrael. How did I know if I wait that I'll that I will merit going in? You know, if you wait too long, maybe I won't merit going in. As soon as I had the opportunity, you grab the opportunity. Why would it stick? Huh? <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. 
Starting up, you want to start up? They were like, you know, anti-Zionists. I guess so. They were anti. Yeah, but they were anti the Torah. You just wanted to curse them, should I? Huh? They wanted to start up with them, I guess. I don't know. Rabbi Menashe keep it Rabbi, when he came into Eretz he kissed the he kissed the cliffs of Akko, the stones, the rocks. You know, like you say, people they get off the plane today, they they get on the floor and they kiss the land of Eretz So they learned that from Rabbi, who who kissed the cliffs of Akko. Rav Hanina Metaking Mitkele, he used to fix the uh, the stumbling blocks. In other words, the roads. The roads had rocks and, you know, they didn't have the proper roads. Eh? So he used to fix that. Why did he do that? Rosh is his last line on the page. In fact, okay, Meshava, he would even out the, the, the roads. Umataka and Meshola here and fix the stumbling blocks of the city. Machmas chibas aretz, because he loved the land. Shehoyse Chaviva loved Machazer, and he would, he would, you know, go across the land and fix the road. Shehoyse Shem al people shouldn't say, Bad things about the, the paths in Eretz Israel. As he himself went, and you know what you call today the uh, the the public works. You know, getting the public works. Then he went himself, and he saw something in the road, blocking the road. He fixed it himself because these people shouldn't say bad things about the roads in Eretz Israel. Rav Ami, Rav Asi, <clears throat> these two rabbis, Kaimu Mishamsha Latula Mitula Shamsha. You know, people complained. Somebody complained to me last week how long it took to get a, a, a his license. Yeah, he just made Aliyah and he had to be in the license office and they didn't have a copying machine there. They had a copying machine. Complained they didn't have a copying machine to copy his American license. He complaining, these rabbis, they would sit time of Mishim So it was very hot in the summer. So they got up and they sat in the shade. They didn't want anybody to complain. So we'd get up and sit in the in the shade. And if it was at Mumbutula, was the time there was a shade or or like a um, you know, the, 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 uh, there was an eclipse or something and there was no uh, sun, like we had an eclipse here yesterday, partial eclipse. So then he went into the sun. And as he went to the sun, they shouldn't, shouldn't say that, oh, it's too hot here, it's too cold here. You can manage, do anything to manage and to say good things about Eretz He rolled in the, in the dirt, in the, in the dust. Of Eretz Yisrael, Shem Pesach says to fulfill this pasuk, because your servants uh, wanted, desired its stones, the Esafari Chonenu, and they loved its dust, its dirt. Right? They loved the dirt in Eretz Yisrael. They offered the dirt. Uh, you know, they they loved the dirt. Uh, he rolled in it to show how much he loved Eretz Yisrael. This is all the chibas Eretz Yisrael. So even though we had on Kufiyam Kufiyam the famous sort of Chaim Shita that, you know, that maybe Aliyah doesn't apply. That was in the day when it was dangerous. Not dangerous now to come to Eretz Yisrael. So here today, there's no excuses. Amrav Zeir, Amrav Yermia, Barabba. talking about the land, Amrav Zeir, Amrav Barabba. Dor, Sheben, Dor, Ba. The, Dor, Sheben, David, Ba. The generation in which Mashiach will come, Kategori Batamin there will always be people prosecuting and and uh, going against the I'm always finding fault with the rabbis. That's what they said. So Rav Rabbi said this, and he says, when I said this in front of uh, of Shmuel, Amar Tziruf Achar Tziruf, it'll be you know one um, one curse after another. Rosh says one decree after another. They'll always be trying to find fault and to make decrees and to discourage the the Tamir Chacham. 
says, even if only one-tenth is left, they've destroyed there already 90% of the people, only one-tenth have left, the Shava Bahaisalavar, they will still continue to uh, to destroy. They'll still continue to 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 Afi they'll, they'll try to destroy even the last ten. But there'll always be uh, people who are plotting against the There'll be plunderers and plunderers following the plunderers. One after another, there'll always be people going against the uh, the Timcham. That's a sign when things are bad and there's fights and stuff. Later, they'll be fighting against the rabbis. That's a sign Mashiach is coming. Amar Khir Barashi, Amar Amar We want to end off with a nice uh, a nice line. So the Gemara ends off with this: that eventually, at the time of Mashiach, uh, at the time when, when the Gula will come, all the Nisrak, even the non-fruit bearing trees, the also in Eretz Yisrael, they will also bear fruit. Even the non-fruit bearing trees will also bear fruit. Shemar the Pasuk says, "Ki eats nasa pirio." Because a tree bore its fruit, and the figs and the vines also uh, bear their uh, their uh, assets or their masses. They will also bear a lot. Now, we know our fruit-bearing trees, obviously. Figs and vines are fruit-bearing. So what does it mean by eights? Eights must mean the non-fruit-bearing. That's right. We already talked about fruit-bearing trees will bear fruit. So what does that refer to? So, uh, so there will be trouble at the time of Mashiach, but eventually good things will happen and Eretz Yisrael will be blessed like we see it's blessed today. Not only do we make high-tech things, but we also can produce a lot of food. That ends off the last paragraph. And we finish this way. And we'll uh, also we'll begin the Dharam tomorrow. What's the basic idea? Neder, the several psukim in the Torah throughout the Torah talks about neder and neder, uh, an oath or a vow and a shvua. The main, the main difference between neder and shvua is neder is that the item is forbidden to you. It's an isra on the chayfetz. And the shvua is where you swear that you're not going to eat something or you will eat something. The punishments depend on, uh, if it's a lavshin b'maisa, lavshesh b'maisa, we'll talk all about that. But the key of a neder is that it's on the item and the sh- and a shvua is on the person. Also, the netter we talked about will be also like when you say this thing is also to me, like a carbon is also to me. If you, the truth is, you can make an item just say this item should be also to me. But if you say if you if you uh, attach it to something else which is also, it's got to be something which is also because of a netter. For example, if I want to give a carbon and I say okay, I'm I'm, uh, I'm sanctifying this carbon, giving it to Hegdish, and then I say so I made that also to me by a a carbon, carbon, if it's a carbon, if it's hegdish, nobody could have enough from it, only the base make dosh. And if I say now that this other item, this sandwich is also to me like the carbon, that's a valid netter. If I say this sandwich is also to me like chazer, which is not a netter, the Torah forbids you from eating that, that's not a netter, that's not a netter. And if I say it's because it's not also to me like chazer, it's not chazer. But if I say this is also to me like something else, which I made also to me, or that somebody else made also to them, that it was done by a netter, that's a valid neder as opposed to a shvur. And then we'll talk about the kid. The Masechah begins with, you know, kol kinu yadram, if it's a substitute. If you didn't say it in the lashon of a proper of a neder, but use the substitute lashon, or you didn't say the whole lashon, that's a yad. We'll talk all about that when we begin the Masechah Mez Hashem uh, tomorrow. That's the end of Masechah Mez Hashem. 
and you will return to us. We shouldn't forget you. Do not be gotten for us. Tomorrow morning we'll start usual time, the Dharma at 520. Have a good day, everybody. Take care, beautiful.